working at Friends of the Earth Europe. And this is the first episode of Real World Radio Europe. It's a new show bringing together what's going on in the over 30 national member groups of Friends of the Earth Europe. So today we are going to talk about a $5 billion deal to sell a number of coal mines that takes us from Sweden to the Czech Republic through Germany, where the mines are located. So two things to know before we start speaking to people from around the network. Uh, the first is that the mines we're going to talk about are full of lignite. Now lignite is also known as brown coal. It's a wet form of coal made out of compressed peat. And it's found close to the surface of the earth. So it means a lot of enormous open cast mines, which also means land being stripped away kilometers upon kilometers. It eats away at farmland and forces people out of their homes. Earlier this year, one of these lignite mines in Lausitz, in the east of Germany, was subject to huge protests by thousands of activists, some of whom shut down the mine as part of Endergelände, a civil disobedience action, while others protested nearby. They were demanding the Swedish company that owns the mine not sell it, and instead for the owners to clean up the site and stop mining. Our story begins here in Brussels with Molly, who is back from the climate camp in Rhineland, another region with huge lignite pits. So I'm Molly Walsh and I work here in the Brussels office of Friends of the Earth Europe in the climate justice and energy team. And so I'm just back from the, as you said, the Rhineland camp in Germany um, and there it's a, a big action camp Uh, against the brown coal lignite mining that happens in that region. Um, and, well, I guess one of the reasons I went there was because in May I was at Endergelände in the east of Germany. It was also a very big uh, brown coal mining region there. Um, and so now I feel kind of quite connected to this German climate movement, um, which has the climate camps and the Endergelände actions Um, the Endergelände is the, the bigger, more dramatic one day of action where everyone uh, goes running into the coal mine, which is what happened in May in the Lausitz. But before we reach the mine in the Lausitz itself, let's go to Sweden, home of uh, Vattenfall, the company that sold that mine and others like it in that $5 billion dollar deal. We spoke to Andreas soderblom Tay the chair of Jordensvana, or Friends of the Earth Sweden. Vattenfall is a power company, and it's owned by the Swedish government. And it has operated hydroelectric plants and nuclear power plants in Sweden for over a century. But in the 1990s, they started expanding their businesses to other countries in Europe, and they bought coal mines and power plants in Germany. Of course, the environmental movement criticized this a lot. And then last year, they announced that the German coal operations uh, would be sold. And of course, there were massive protests against this. And But still, about a month ago, they decided that the coal would be sold uh, to the Czech company EPH. We were protesting because, because, of course, we think the coal needs to stay in the ground. Um, and we don't think the buyer has any interest in, in leaving it there. On the contrary, I think they're planning to expand the mine. Um, and if 
if the mine would still be owned by or the mines and the and the power plants would still be owned by the Swedish government at least we would have some hope or some chance to negotiate with Germany to set up a plan to phase out the coal over the coming years and of course we shouldn't have bought the coal in the first place but now that we do own it we should take responsibility for the harm that it causes and after all we've profited from it so i do think we have that responsibility Vattenfall has said its CO2 emissions should fall from over 80 million tonnes per year to below 25 million tonnes as a result of the lignite sale. But this doesn't mean that there's going to be a drop of 55 million tonnes of CO2 being emitted, because the Czech company that's bought the mines has no plans to close them. We dialed up Friends of the Earth Czech Republic to hear more. My name is Josef Patočka, I'm uh, from the Czech Republic, working with Friends of the Earth Czech Republic and a anti-coal campaign group called We Are The Limits. When compared to Vattenfall, EPH is a much more vicious adversary. EPH is a company that has uh, at least three large stains on its record. First of all, it is to a great extent owned by shell corporations uh, stationed in a tax haven uh, in, in Cyprus. And for seconds, it is uh, also has a record of being an unresponsible company, not just environmentally speaking, but also uh, legally speaking. It has been fined by the European Commission in, in 2012 for destroying evidence in an uh, antitrust investigation, obstructing investigation. And also, it already had in Germany at the time of the sale of Vattenfall to this company, it already had a history of, of uh, uh, corruption charges uh, against uh, one of its officials, one one of the officials of its daughter companies in Germany, Mibrek. Uh, he has been uh, investigated, particularly uh, it, because of the the case of the of the sale of this company, Mibrek, to 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 the EPH. So this shows clearly that it, it, is, it is not a company that uh, that the Swedish Red Green Coalition should privatize public uh, property. Uh, to um, it's a it's a company that is that is renowned for its uh, dirty practices. So uh, that's what we were trying to point the, the the attention of the of the Swedish public to to raise up the pressure on the government and to prevent the the sale uh, from happening. The head of EPH is a man called Daniel Krutinsky. We asked Joseph a little bit about his motivation for buying the mine. One of the interesting things about him buying the Vattenfall mines is that his motivation, main motivation for even doing this, is that he doesn't believe in the renewable energy sector at all. He, he thinks that it, it is a it is a short-term uh, craze that will uh, that will just uh, fade, and uh, then he will have his, his he will have his time. <laughs> You are listening to Friends of the Earth Europe's show at Via World Radio. Pretty obvious why selling the mines an awful idea then. So back to May and the Endergelande action and the protest to stop the sale. As part of Endergelande, there was a 48-hour blockade of the mine, the rail tracks bringing the lignite to the power plant and of the power plant itself. The impacts were huge. 
According to Charles-Adrien Louis, consultant at BNL Evolution, a research institute in sustainable development, each of the 3,500 activists blocked 7 tons of CO2 from being emitted. To put things in perspective, this is equivalent to the annual CO2 emissions of the average French citizen. Meanwhile, Bund Jungen, Young Friends of the Earth Germany, as well as Bund, Friends of the Earth Germany, mobilized strongly for the climate camp and protests outside of the mine that run alongside the Endegelande action. Hello, my name is Andreas Link. I'm from the National Board of Bund Jugend, the Young Friends organization of Germany. We used all our channels to to tell people from Bund and from all Friends of the Earth that we're going to be there and the Lausitz is the place to be in May to ma make the symbol of uh, this is enough and we should uh, stop coal mining. We are coming together from all over Europe to do the effort that is not done by the governments to stop coal mining. There were almost 4,000 people at the camp from all over Germany, from all over Europe, especially there were also people from Sweden where the company Vattenfall is from and uh, there were also people from the Czech Republic where the investor comes from and where they are also uh, campaigning against their local uh, lignite mines. There was a demonstration to Valso, which is a village that will be digged away if they keep on mining lignite. And there, I was holding a speech there about the international implications of coal mining in Lausitz and why is it international uh, symbol to, to stop coal mining. So the camp was a huge success, but what did local people think? The local community is quite split up in pros and cons of coal mining. There is strong fear in the local population about jobs and if there will be a future for, for people and families. But on the other hand, I spoke to some people when I went to the camp and when I went from there, the conductor on the train recognized where I came from and, and he was totally happy the, of the camp and that we're coming there from outside to show solidarity with people on the front line of the coal mine, helping them to not lose their home. This mobilization in Lausitz was just one of the latest steps in years of anti-coal campaigning from Bund Friends of the Earth Germany. Hi, my name is Antje van Broek. I'm working with Friends of the Earth Germany. In German it's called Bund für Umwelt und Naturschutz and I'm head of the team Climate and Energy. Uh, BUND's work uh, against coal has a long history. We started when a couple of years ago when there was new plans for new coal power plants and we tried to achieve that they wouldn't be built at all. We, we put a map on the internet where we crossed out every, every case where we were successful and that was actually quite popular. And we used different strategies to prevent new coal power plants. One was of course legal lawsuits uh, and the other one was to 
just make clear that uh, in terms also of economic questions, it's not not really useful to build new power plants, not to speak of climate change effects, of course, which we also highlighted in our communication. Recently, our anti-coal work is more focusing on the national climate plan, which is on the way to be developed. It's currently with the chancellor to be checked and is going into the various ministries afterwards. And we line out that any national climate goal that was decided on in the past can't be reached if we don't start phasing out coal as soon as possible, which means, of course, no new mining sites, no new power plants, that's for, for sure, and also a, a shutdown of uh, power plants as soon as possible, latest by 2035. On the local level, the question of phasing out coal is less connected to climate change protection, but much more connected to social questions. People that live in the area where we have coal power plants do depend economically on these coal power plants because many of them are working in the, uh, the plants or have relations to people working there. So they fear, of course, an, an economic loss. So. And we, we do have to address the question of a fair phase-out and a sustainable future for the region. In the end, the sale of the mines looks to be going through, but climate justice campaigning isn't about looking back. It's also about looking forward at what we can do now. Joseph noted that Friends of the Earth Czech Republic is already looking ahead to cutting fossil fuels out by boosting community-owned renewables. At the moment, the uh, renewable sector in the Czech Republic is in a in a in a state of stagnation, basically, not being over 10% of all the energy produced and not going anywhere, basically, because uh, state uh, support for the renewable energy sector is pretty weak. This is something that that uh, our organization, Friends of the Earth Czech Republic, is. This is what we campaign on at the moment, trying to bring about uh, larger support for community-owned wind, mainly, because there is almost non-support for uh, wind energy at the moment in Czech Republic, which is sad because the potential for wind energy is uh, similar to, I don't know, Bavaria in Germany, which is just over the border, already has uh, over 25% of all its uh, electricity from renewable sources. So why? Can we in Czech Republic do the same? Of course we can, but it depends on the political will, and this political will is something that we are trying to build up. And back in Brussels, Molly puts the sale of the mines into context. The struggle continues. The thing about campaigning on climate change is you don't necessarily always win exactly the battles you choose, um, but we're going to win the war, I think. Um, I mean, this climate justice movement, it feels so strong now and we know we're in it for the long run. Uh, and I think, I guess that's what gives me a bit of hope. Of course, it's really urgent and it's distressing that we don't win straight away faster. But you can see things like even today, there's a, there's a ban on fracking in Australia, both conventional gas extraction and unconventional gas extraction. 
Um, so the harder we push and the more and the faster we build our movements, um, the more likely we are to get there in the end. But it's not going to be overnight. Thanks for listening and keep up to date with our networks campaigns. Follow Friends of the Earth Europe on Twitter and Facebook and visit our website foeeurope.org. And follow radio stories from around the Friends of the Earth International Network at www.radiomundoreal.fm. Thanks to Pete the Temp for the music and see you next time. Bye! This was Friends of the Earth Europe and Rio Radio. Radio.